I keep it real. I'm not as polished as a Tony Robbins. I also don't swear as often as an Andy Frisella. Uh-huh. I'm not East Coast like Gary V. Um, and I guess maybe the reason I'm like, there's just nobody from the Midwest really doing this that people can relate to. You know, even if I won the Mega Millions tomorrow, my life doesn't change. You will not see me driving a Maserati because I have six kids mm-hmm. and I have three dogs. They'll destroy it. <laughs> you know, I, you're not going to see me buy a new couch. My couches I own now are from Menards. An 11% mail-in rebate. Kid you not. Is that going to change? No. What you see here is what you get. And it's because I'm a family man. I just thought people could relate to what my wife and I represent um, a little bit better than somebody who lives in New York. What, what, like we said a minute ago, what happens in New York is not the same as, as St. Louis or Omaha or you know Sioux Falls. It's, it's just a completely different lifestyle and pace here. And you know, I, I think we have a lot of opportunity here in the Web West because our cost of living is lower. I think you can become a hell of an entrepreneur from right here in the Midwest. There's a lot of things that can be done here you can't do on the coast. The Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Yo, everybody. Thank you for checking in to this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this episode, we bring you the prolific and energizing Tim Rexius. Tim is a serial entrepreneur president and CEO of Rexius Nutrition, Rexius Franchising LLC, co-owner of Iron Heaven Gems, co-owner and founder of VHI Fit, and an all-around inspiring speaker. During this episode, you will hear us discuss the state of the country and small business in the midst of, that's right, COVID-19, how Tim began Rexius Nutrition from the ashes of the 08 housing fallout, how to move forward in business and in life from this point forward, and much, much more. So be sure to visit Tim Rexius, that's T-I-M-R-E-X-I-U-S dot com to check into everything that Tim is involved in, follow him on the socials, and show him some love at every chance you get. So without further introduction, here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. Absolutely. And with us on the line today, all the way from Omaha, Nebraska, Mr. Tim Rexius. How you doing, Tim? Good. How are you guys doing? I am doing well. Thank you for joining us today amidst all of the things going on, which, you know, it's... There's, yes, a lot of things going on. It's almost inescapable not to mention it, you know, um, so... We've just seen this virus, this coronavirus, uh, kind of take over everything, um, including a lot of the things that you are intimately involved with, your business, um, everything that we do, our jobs. Uh, it's just been, it's surrounding us. So how are things going over there in Nebraska for you all concerning, uh, concerning this virus? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been absolutely crazy the last couple of weeks. It's day-to-day. We adapt day-to-day. We've seen what new regulations are out. You know, obviously, with us having several companies uh, between retail stores and we have a membership business with two gyms, and then we have a wholesale company called VHI, um, and then my own podcast, Now or Never. Like, it, I can't have guests in the studio. I don't do a lot of teleconferencing in. Um, I'm going to now. Uh, <laughs> you but, don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and then we have locations uh, for Rexius. We're in nine states, and so it's you know a lot of those are franchises, but you know we make the regulations, so. I have to see what each state's doing, what each governor's doing. So it's it's literally been nonstop, and it's been interesting. You know, we have we I owned a location up in Sioux City, Iowa, and you know they kind of went on more full lockdown a week or two ago, 
And I, of course, you know, I drive up there that um, previous Thursday, three days after they shut down, sales dropped ninety five percent within a matter of three days. Holy cow! Wow. Oh yeah. And even my own staff was like, "Bro, we got mad love for you. Thank you for the check, but I kind of feel like I'm not doing anything." I go, "Well, because you're not really doing anything." <laughs> and um, you know, and, and it, honestly, between them and my wife, we're like, "Hey, let's just let's shut down and." We have all these food meals in our stores, too, because I, I deal with Eat Fit Go Healthy Foods. And that one's a full walk-in cooler kind of location. And so we ended up just giving away all the meals last Saturday, a week ago, just to people in, in the community. Because that's, you know, we're a family-run business. That's how we operate. And so then, you know, my other store is doing fine. And Minnesota went on lockdown. So that franchise calls me. He's like, what do I do? Am I an essential service? And so you get to deal with all that kind of stuff. And Nebraska... You know, they didn't want any more than 10 people was the CDC regulation. So our gyms, we had to, we're not open to the public. We're private access only. Um, half the police department trains in my gym anyway, so I'm kind of good there. Uh, but we, you know, can't accept new members. We had to make sure we go in there, make sure that it's being cleaned five hours a day. And so it's just it, wholesale, just dead in its track. Nobody's buying any products uh, for wholesale for resale because they're not sure what the hell tomorrow brings. And a lot of states went on straight lockdown. So it's nonstop. And then obviously with the, the podcast and business owners, I'm getting blown up with hundreds of messages a day. Just how do you file for this? What's the SBA doing here? And they're asking me, like, what's the government doing? I'm like, shit, nobody knows what the government's doing <laughs> ever anyways. Right. Um, so... You know, making um, just going through all those processes. I mean, I spent eight and a half hours on the SBA disaster website the previous Friday just trying to apply. Um, but when we have seven LLCs and S corporations, we have to apply for it's a long, arduous process. And mm -hmm. and so I learned how to, you know, do it all wrong so that way I can tell everyone else how to do it right. And uh, so it's been, even with our podcast, I'm sure you guys are seeing this, it's kind of hard to talk about normal business stuff and we can't you know we 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 post a lot of throwbacks my assistant's in the other room and she, she'll put put up throwback to old podcast episodes i'm like nope it's really hard to talk about you know making your passion your paycheck and taking destiny in your own hands right, right now because i mean this isn't on any of us you know this is just this came out of left field and uh it's nobody's fault there's nothing you can do about it you can't outwork this situation so it's been for somebody of my kind of mentality, um, I'm a work through it type person. Mm -hmm. Sitting back on my hands is really, really hard right now. So it's, but you know, we're taking it day by day. It's all you can do. Yeah. You know, this is an amazing time, interesting time that we live in. It's, it's a time where the entire world is in this together. And that's, that yeah. just doesn't happen in, 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 you know, in one lifetime, probably just once in a lifetime, if that much. But if there's one, group of people that's really going through this together it's small business right it'll be interesting the next 30 days will be very telling what happens to small business um you know most of us can make it four four weeks six weeks without you know most of us have plans for that kind of stuff in place most banks are being pretty negotiable but after that it's all bets are off so um well, i guess we'll see what happens but you know i'm well, i'm a purely optimist all the time and uh so my which can drive my staff insane but I'm also, I think, at the point when you're the head of a company, uh, especially as large as Rexy's is, like they, somebody has to be, you know, stable. And I mean, it's sad when I'm the most mentally stable person in the company. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, for me, I'm, I'm calm. I've been through a lot of different things in business in 20 years. Um, so all the companies I've ever worked for and owned that, you know, I for a lot of us, like, how old are you guys? You don't want me asking. 
I'm 42. And I'm 31. Okay. Yeah, see, all right, so a lot of my guys, my regional managers, my business partners in their early 30s, and for us, like being around 40 and up, I remember 07, 08. I remember when gas was $4 a gallon. I remember when house values dropped 25% overnight. I remember what it was like at that point in time. Um, so for a lot of people in my age group, popping up, you know, getting a second job, doing an overnight thing at a grocery store right now is nothing. My wife, who's an accountant, you know, went from having a great job controlling a hotel to being one of three employees left of 100 or whatever it was in a matter of a week. And doing half time, half pay, literally 75% reduction in paycheck. So mm. she doesn't even bat an eye, even with her qualifications, and, you know, picks up a stock, tries to pick up a stocking job at Costco and Sam's Club. Right. You know, over the middle of that, it just is what it is. And I think that I, I, is, I'm always going to look at things as glasses half full. And right now, I think for people under 30, especially, this is a very good leveraging moment that they're going to be like, okay, like, materialistically, financially, what's really important? What have I been spending my money on? Um, I think, how do I say this in the nicest way? <laughs> I tell my staff this, I go, everyone kept telling you you were special and you, and you believe that crap. And now you're going to realize that you, you know, mom and dad telling you you were special doesn't actually get put money in your bank account. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's got to be on you. And there's a lot of them that are extremely talented that work for me that are under the age of 30, but they just don't quite have that go get it, do whatever it takes, quite mentality, because they've grown up in this instant gratification society of social media and putting them a picture, oh my God, girl, you go, you're, you're, a, you're a queen, or the dude, like, you're going to make it all the way, and you know, all this constant motivational crap, mm. um, and it's just by people on the end of a phone, now they realize that that doesn't account to any actual income, that you have to actually go get your hands dirty and work, and so I, I, I'm looking at this as a great lesson taught to our nation, especially people under the age of 30. I mean, for a lot of us at 40 and up or around that age, we're like, okay, we've done this shit before. It's scary. It's not our fault, but it's a lesson learned. It makes my wife and I look at our personal budget and go, yeah, we hired that guy to mow our yard and I like him, but I got three kids between 12 and 14. My parents never would have paid for a lawn mowing service with three kids who get free food and roof over their head. I'm going to roll it back to my dad and be like, no, oh, no, go outside, son. You know, <laughs> build those legs up for football. Start mowing my damn yard. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, it, it just kind of a reset button. But like you said before, uh, you know, it, it's seen the whole world kind of come together on this. It's a little different than it was in 07, 08, and 09, where we were all pissed off at politicians and banks because, you know, the housing crash was facilitated pretty much by the government and the banks. Mm-hmm. This is no one's fault. And in that aspect, it, it, it does bring people together because we're all kind of like, oh, shit, like what does three weeks from now bring us? None of, nobody knows. And so we're all kind of relying on each other. The support local movement, which is if anybody follows me, I've been harping this, this for years. I have my videographer produce videos. We've, we've done I paid for no reason other than just me wanting to see the, the support local movement go bigger. We paid money out of pocket, boosting ads nationally, some internationally, and in you know it's trended. I mean, one video we had and had four or five hundred thousand views that we did across social media platforms on supporting local. I mean, did it do a lot of good? I don't know. I mean, I guess I got to become the face of it a little bit. Right. But now, I mean, I have more web orders come in in the last ten days than I probably have had in a year combined. Now the problem is, like, people are like I'm supporting you on the web, and I appreciate the hell out of it. 
I do. Um, but you know, a good week on the web doesn't accumulate to one day in a store, hmm. which is why I do retail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's a relationship that can be built with retail face to face and a handshake that can't be that can't be garnished on on a web platform. It just can't. And so, you know, it right now it's kind of a balance of you know doing what we have to do, what we can do, um, and knowing that the rest of the shit's just out of my hands. I don't need. When my manager said yesterday, like, what about a crazy sale? What about, I go, yeah, no sales. It's either they're <laughs> shopping or they're not, dude. It's, it's, I go, how about this? Why don't you take all of our platforms? If you look at Rexy's Nutrition's uh, Instagram and Facebook pages yesterday, it was us giving a shout out to the local restaurants around our stores that we know the owners because we see them every day. I'm like, give, just give them a shout out, dude. Keep, keep it real. I don't do filtered posts. If you see something filtered on my webpage, I guarantee I didn't do it. I don't even know how to. So, uh, um, but you know that that's kind of where we're at right now. It's like let's let's put our money where our mouth is, and um, you know help help our neighbors. That's you know that's kind of what's going on right now. And um, it's just interesting. Each business is different. Each one's got its own customer base, and, and you know wholesale and membership and retail. And and so right now, like this, in my business partner in the gym, Nick Langer, and Nick's the one who looks like a gym owner. You know, he's he's in shape. I'm not. Um, I'm just trying to stay scary enough looking because I have three daughters. That's my whole purpose in life. This nice. is for show. Right. Yes. Nick actually looks like a gym owner. Um, but he said the other day, you know, it was kind of goes, this is what you're built for. And me, I'm calm. I, I really am. I've been pretty level-headed with this whole thing. I just take it analytically. And I think it's thinking about being a guy. I can compartmentalize. Drives my wife nuts. Uh-huh. Everything's got its little basket, you know. And it doesn't interfere with the other baskets for me. And so this one's in the, this is in the, you know, the COVID basket. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Doesn't bother anything else. And um, she's like, what can you do with extra time since you can't go work the gym? I suppose I could do that honeydew list you've had on my, you know, forever. Of I mean, course. work on the house. I mean, what else am I going to do? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but it's been interesting. Like, you guys are down in St. Louis, correct? Is that, they get that right? We're about an hour south of St. Louis. So we consider yeah. ourselves St. Louis area. St. Yeah. Louis area. So, uh, how is it? How is it there for you guys? Are you guys seeing in retail and businesses? I know you guys are. The gyms got shut down in Missouri, for not, the most part. Not all of them. Uh, no. Saint, okay. So, like I said, we were actually just talking about this earlier. Saint, like we aren't affected as much where we are, being just an hour south of St. Louis. St. Louis is affected all the way through, and a lot of the local businesses that we are friends with, the owners, they are doing the same thing you're doing. They're trying to push, support local business as much as they possibly can because right now, like, restaurants and stuff like that are stuck to doing, like, curbside and all that kind of stuff. But down here, I mean, we're still seeing uh, restaurants that are open, right? Or no dine-in. No none dine-in at all? None at all? No, but okay. oddly enough, the gym is still kicking right now. We're not going. You know, we're we're participating in the the social distancing because I think it's the right thing to do. Except for right now. Except for right now, but <laughs> that's by by necessity of the podcast. But yeah, it, it's it's affecting us here. Of course, Missouri's numbers shot up. It keeps shooting up like yeah. you know, at least a hundred a day as far as the positive cases go. The deaths haven't haven't shot up so badly yet. Hopefully, they don't. But uh, we're we're definitely seeing and feeling the impact, especially in St. Louis and around the the suburbs of that area, like Colt mentioned. Small businesses, of course, are taking hits, and it's it's a scary time for everybody. But for people who support themselves through their own business, it, this is very uncertain, and it, it's 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 hard to see everybody going through this turmoil like that. Well, it is, you know, and this is um, before I started Rexy's and started getting back into self employment ten years ago. Like this, this is what I did actually. So 
I worked for a company called Mid American Research, and I dealt with avian influenza and West Nile virus breakouts. So, the, and we made disinfectants and commercial. Like, this is literally my field. So, this is definitely something that oh, wow. my background is in bio, biomechanical engineering. Nice. Um, and and so, like people were asking me on this, like I when we're, we're all said and done, the more we test, the more cases we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, coronavirus has been around for. 50 years. Mm-hmm. This is just a different strain. And the only reason it's an issue is because it germates for two weeks. That's it. I mean, it's not. I guarantee when it's all said and done, the death ratio will be below 0.1%, which is where they're actually estimating it probably will end up being mm-hmm. um, for the United States. Um, but, you know, as we test, it's just incredibly, It's it's got a contagion factor of two. To give you an idea, SARS had a four. Measles has an 18. So it's not any worse. If you're at the age of 50, the the, the the chance of contracting it, this is data from like two weeks ago, was 0.4%, with a cure ratio of 99.97%. So it, it and it's kind of going back and forth between, okay, what's the media telling us? What's the actual data? And I just said, I said the same thing weeks ago. Like, I don't want to shut my businesses down. I don't. Like, I, this is my livelihood. And this is what I'm getting from business owners from literally from New York to Los Angeles and message into our podcast. One of my thoughts, I'm like, shut everything down for two weeks. Shut everything. everything. Just Straight across the board. Should have done this two weeks ago. Everybody. I don't want to shut my stuff down. Well, let's just do it because I have parents and grandparents I love that I don't want infected. Right. Period. Like, I know I'll be fine. I'm, God knows I, have, I sell and use enough damn vitamins. To, like, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, <laughs> I definitely take my own stash. Like the opposite of a drug dealer. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I have people I love. And, you know, as much as I don't want to take the financial hit, shut everyone down for 21 days. Call it good. It's what they should have done weeks ago. And, you know, maybe, maybe in hindsight being 2020. But, you know, like our gym, it's everybody. Everybody's distancing. We don't have groups larger than 10. And we're, we're looking where each gym is like one's 9,000 square feet. Then one's 13,000 square feet. So to have 20 people in a building spread over 13,000 square feet in separate rooms, they're, they're definitely distancing. Mm-hmm. And we keep an eye on it. And we're like, hey, nah. And we told everybody, like, if you're over 55, 60, don't come in the gym at all. Like, we'll refund your membership, and everyone's been super cool about it. And, you know, with the stores, I, I, I'd like to tell you I've ever had more than 10 people in there at one point in time, but that's probably less than five times in 10 years. It's a retail store. It's pop and go. So right. um, that's not a problem. And, and, you know, I guess it's a lot of my – it's funny watching my staff, though, just being happy they still have a job when half their friends have been temporarily let go. And we'll see how this uh, Stimulus Cares Act package, along with the disaster funding, works out for businesses being able to pay their staff. Like, simple fact is, if I get funding, even if I'm not open, I'm paying everybody because um, that's what it's designed for. I know there's business owners out there that won't do that. Mm. Um, I'm not one of them. Uh, I told my wife, "Shit, if I got to go deliver pizza at night and not take a check from Rexius just so my staff can get paid, I'll do it." This is—they're my family. Uh, the, I have somebody, I've had part-time workers who've worked for me for nine and a half years. Uh, Travis Maddox and. Thank God he's not on the internet much. He'll he'll kill me for giving him a shout out. But he's worked for me for nine and a half years on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. So even though we're missed this shutdown, I said, listen, he still gets his two part time shifts. And they're like, why? I'm like, he's an establishment here. You know, he's been here. This company doesn't exist without that part time guy who's been supporting me for almost a decade. Like, and what I pay him, he doesn't need to do the job. He just likes doing it, like supporting me. And, and it's 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 awesome to watch some of the things you're seeing. Um, you know, and I've been, I'm talking, you know, I've been talking to the bankers. So that's where a lot of the questions on my podcast, which we started about a year ago now, I don't think it's a year yet. Now we're never, and it's an entrepreneur's podcast and it's all about, you know, trying to be who I needed to be 10 years ago, you know, questions, answers, cut through the crap, 
no cute little manual on the internet that tells you the ABC steps, you know, but somebody's actually asked questions, which is what I wanted. I wanted somebody to be real being like, Hey, you'll never get financing for that, but you can talk some other guy into doing it with you. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I wasted a lot of time. And that's how the podcast started. And these guys are asking questions like, what do I do? Who do I call? I'm like, and I was real, I was real about it. Same with any of your listeners, call your bank, call every one of them. There's somebody else on the other end of that line that is going through the same shit who has a brother who has a business or a sister or a mom or dad or you name it. And so far, other than a few big national companies, every bank has been like, what do you need to do? Like, I'm good right now, but I just want to make sure that I've got my work done ahead of time in case we need to skip a payment. If we need to forbear or defer a loan and every, I mean, I had some of the local smaller banks call me before I even had a chance to call them just because, you know, they're members. They shop at my stores like, Hey, you need anything? Yeah. Next week's loan payment. Can we skip that? That'd be great. <laughs> so, just to be safe, and it, it's been it's been interesting. And so that that's why I've been telling everybody how to fill out the paperwork, how to you know apply for the loans, and uh, how to deal with the SBA. And because it's not, I mean, have you guys ever dealt with the government much? But uh, yeah, they make it real special. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody keeps a job that way. Good for them. But I mean, eight and a half hours to fill out financing. You've got to be kidding me. Right. I mean. I, I would rather take a, a advanced organic chem all over again than do that again. That was horrible. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's been fun. It's been 10 years. And I had to reflect back on a lot of it. And, you know, between that's how I got into Rexy. It's actually 08, 09 housing crash and, and a market crash. I got, my, I got my ass kicked financially. I had all my investments in bank stocks. Yeah, it was good. Wow. Um, so, oh, yeah, you got yeah. Get killed. And I lost <laughs> my house, lost like. 60,000 on value within a matter of four or five months. Had to short sell the house, and I literally was at a a point where I was like, "Man, like I've made really good money in the chemical industry, but it's very exhausting." Hmm. And dealing with West Nile, and then avian influenza, and then dealing with politicians and government. Oh man, it'll just suck the soul right out of you. Yeah. Um, and I just said, you know, if I'm going to be broke anyways, I don't want to be miserable. I might as well be broke and happy. And I remember back to my business plan in college, which was Rexy's Nutrition. Highest grade I ever got on that thing was a D. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And so I found some investors because banks all told me to go fly a kite. And uh, I quit my job. And four weeks later, I put up my first store here about three blocks from this office building I'm in right now. And it's I live three blocks from this store, from this office, actually. It's my house. It's my hood. And uh, started my first store in August of 2010, and I think we just opened up our 25th location in our ninth state of operation. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, we started franchising, and people liked it. And, I mean, you could start seven Rexy's nutrition stores for the cost of one GNC. Um, I kept it cheap for pers- purpose. Most of my franchisees paid in loans off in less than three years. Because I think a good, profitable franchisee who likes me over the next 30 years pays way bigger dividends than trying to find a bunch of trust fund babies to give me a couple hundred grand. Um, plus I can't relate to them. So, um, yeah. you know, and that's it. And it's, you know, and then that parlayed into open up iron heaven gyms. Oh God. Three years ago, your three anniversary this year, I competed in a bodybuilding show three years ago in Los Angeles. And, and my wife and I were out there with my business, Nick, who was an employee of mine at the time. And we went to this gym in East Los Angeles. It was really cool. And I had like God of war movie 300 painted on the walls. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a video game movie geek. I was like, this is really cool. 
And my wife's like, let's do this. And by the time we landed from LAX into Omaha, we had seven cocktail napkins with a business plan written out. And six months later, we opened our doors. I don't spend a lot of time overthinking shit. I just <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's go. You know, and she's the accountant. If she's got to tell me no, um, but I'm a really good salesman. So, um, and we opened up a second location a year later. We just doubled the size of the first location a couple months ago. Now we're looking to buy another location before this craziness happens. So. Um, yeah, it's been nuts, but you know, then having all this crap go on, I'm like, all right, we'll roll with the punches. <laughs> if we're all in the same boat, if every business owner is in the same boat right now, mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said for our collective bargaining. Yeah. You know, if every business owner is having trouble making rent or making that loan payment, I mean, bank can't screw everybody. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I think having podcasts like what you guys are doing, what I'm doing is huge getting information out because. You know, everyone's scared. I'm in these support business support groups here in Omaha, and I'm like, really, take a breath, relax, mm-hmm. have a beer, kick it up. It's five o'clock, chill out. Like nothing's going, nobody's coming to take your shit away, because we're all in the same boat. And I think that uh, collectively having information like this out is huge. We do too, and I think that for one thing, kind of what you were alluding to is that everybody needs to try to calm down. Easier said than done, right? I yeah. Mean, you put yourself, which you are in that that position, but you seem to have a, a certain kind of disposition where you have a tendency to chill out in, in, in hard times. It's kind of how you started yeah. this whole thing. So maybe it makes it easier, but um, I, I think getting this information out also helps for people to uh, collectively get together, knowing that everybody's in this together. And hopefully that helps. Hopefully that's, that's gives them a little bit of clarity and a little bit of peace in these troubled times. But, you know, I think that small business is so important, not just to the people who run the small business, but to everybody that I think it's going to affect the the government if you want to, you know, I guess kind of separate them from all the rest of us, which I tend to do. But uh, it, it, they need they need you all just as much as as you need them, I believe, right now. And I think that's oh, important. Absolutely. I think that's why they're trying to put this stimulus into play. They're trying to support, you know, local small businesses, keep the tide up so that not everybody sinks. But how much do you think this stimulus is? I mean, you're going to pay your staff. That's awesome. It, it speaks a lot. I, yeah. could, I could go off on a tangent there as well. I'm not going to. But it speaks a lot to your business and it speaks a lot to your, to your heart in your business and what kind of a product you must put out because of that. But how much do you think the stimulus is actually going to um, keep businesses up? Do you think if it's used the right way, that businesses are really going to use this momentum and, and be able to, to stay afloat? Well, it all depends on the speed. You know, there, I mean, granted, like some part-time people had to go, but all my full-time staff, I was able to maintain and keep a few part-timers as well. Like obviously the numbers, mm-hmm. we have phases set up for just disaster case purposes. Like, okay, we're at phase two right now. If phase three happens and I have to move some more people around and, and just very incrementally or we do short time. There's a lot. Business owners just need to get them to do some reading. Uh, you can do short time, which the the government with part of this uh, stimulus package is encouraging, where you don't fire somebody, you give them half the hours. The government kicks in 25%. You're only paying 50%, but they're getting 75% of their total check. They don't have to look for jobs while they're doing it. They still maintain all their benefits. So there's lots of options you can do versus just straight up firing people, especially in the full. And they're really trying to keep those full time. It's not so much the part-time workers as it is the full time. Because if they're just all of a sudden just at home, mm-hmm. then they quit spending in the economy completely. So right. uh, we're looking at every option possible, what I have to do in, in, in that aspect. And that, that's where this last part of the, part of the CARE Act, and it's, there's been three acts, and it's, 
government to just make shit way more complicated than it needs to be. It's a 900-page bill. How'd you even have time to write that shit in a week? <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, you guys don't work all year, and all of a sudden this happens? That's a whole other tangent. <laughs> Anyways, um, I know a lot of politicians, so I, that's, I, can, I can plug them on this all I want. Um, but, they, uh, you know, it, it's being able to, like, reimburse you for those payroll expenses, which is nice. The problem is it, it depends on the speed. If they get this shit out in 14 to 21 days max, we're good. If it takes six weeks, which is still considered fast for the government, we're screwed. Mm. Um, simple fact is most business owners and payroll companies, like you, you don't go on operating lines that much on payroll. Some bigger businesses do, but if you don't get the money out there so we can pay them, we don't have the capital to front it waiting for the government to send a check. And since nobody understands these damn stimulus packages because they're 900 pages long in legal speak. Right. Even my payroll, my CPA, and my attorneys, and which I've been in constant communication with, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't get it yet." Like, like they're all trying to read through it and decipher it. And you got like the top accounting firm in the Midwest, who's is my business partner's cousin works there. That's our CPA, and so he's very real with me, which is nice. He's like, "I'm not gonna lie to you. There's like 80 of us reading this shit, and none of us know." Yay. Okay. So I think you know by the end of the year, we'll figure it out. But that was the original plan in the very first part was the medical paid family leave act where we had to pay up to 80 hours of sick pay. I, I can't, there's no way two people do that. I'm done. Yeah. There's no way. And it, it was a, uh, very liberal passing on that, but I'm like, okay, it's good in theory. Never going to happen. I even know the, some of the people in the police department here said the police captain said, if you even try, we're just going to send you home. Like just, you're done temporarily. Like it's, Business owners don't sit on stockpiles of cash to be able to pay employees like none of them do. If you're an LLC, partnership, or an S corporation, um, it's a pass-through entity. you got to understand ba- the basics of, of a bi- business organization. I have to pass everything through to owners, investors, shareholders, partners. Hmm. I don't sit on a bank account. Right. You don't sit on a savings account. A C corporation is different because the corporation will pay the taxes the corporation can sit on things. A nonprofit can sit on a certain amount, but regular LLCs and pass-through entities don't. So if 2019 was a good year, that got freaking left in 2019. 2020 is a whole new ball game. So if you had excess funds in the end of 2019, more than likely you paid it out already. Here we are two and a half months later going, oh shit. Well, A, no one could have planned for this. B, in, uh, business insurance coverage is zero na- nationally on this at all. So even business interruption insurance cannot pay you. So people are like, well, you have insurance. Not for this, we don't. Mm. Unless COVID-19 comes in and sets your building on fire, it doesn't cover shit right. at all. It had, that's the only – so, I, I mean, my insurance agent, I mean, he, I played football with him in high school, for Christ's sake. So, like, I've known this kid since we were six. And he's not going to bullshit me. He goes, here's the thing. Unless the government does an insurance back, which they're not, you know, which would have been the easier way to handle this, in my opinion. Um, then everyone who has business interruption insurance, which is every business owner on the planet, mm-hmm. why have insurance? If your building burns down, you get what you have insurance for. Right. That's basically what it would do. Everyone, we would have been this thing would have been over with already. We, we would have this. This money would have been out three weeks ago, because every insurance company already has my bank account information, already has my address, already knows my situation, knows my assets, knows my income stream, the workman's competence, all that's already done. If the government does an insurance back, boom, we're, we're done. This whole situation's over. Checks are out. Business owners are paying out. There are so many easier ways that these geniuses could have done this. Hmm. 
but I'll leave it there. Uh, but they but they didn't, and, that, and that's fine. Um, so you know, right now it's a waiting game. How long is it going to take the government to do this to get the checks out? Now, giving people individual checks for twelve hundred bucks, five hundred for a kid, that's great. That's going to get you through thirty days. What happens if this goes for eight weeks? Right. Business owners don't have that kind of capital. Well, we'll get you the original. The first stimulus portion was we're going to get you back in 2021, 2021's taxes. <laughs> That's I'm assuming I can make it to June. Right, yes. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of small restaurants. I mean, these these poor bastards. I mean, God, God, like March, it's March Madness. This is their Super Bowl season. Yes. Done. You can't, like, this is March for the Rexy's Nutrition Stores is my biggest month of the year. That has, that's gone. Mm. We're doing 65, 70% less than we did last March. There's no making that back up. It's it's gone. It's 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 the seasonality of the business. It's. It's Midwest. You guys know this. Everyone gets fat over the winter. They start working out in January, then they quit. March hits. They realize that bathing suit season is only 60 days away. They freak out, and they come and buy some supplements. Right. I can't get that back again. You know what I mean? And (laughs) it is what it is. And and, and so I'm hoping it helps. It just all depends on the speed of the process. Mm. If it's traditional SBA, we're screwed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like I fill out SBA forms, and it'd be 60, 90 days to find out that you had a T where there should have been an I, and they denied it. Did 90 days even tell you weren't they even processed the damn thing? The, the website crashed four days ago, still not up. So the website you can apply to do by paper now. You have to email it in. Their 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 online form fill crashed and they haven't been able to fix it. Mm. And and so yeah, it's it's already becoming a disaster uh, in that aspect. Yeah, you know, but some of the states are doing individual stuff. Iowa did their own little grant program. I know Minnesota's doing it too. Um, and the states seem to have it better figured out than the Fed does. That's for sure. The state of Iowa's form for the disaster relief for them specifically for grant programs was streamlined. It was one form. It was done in 40 minutes, 45 minutes after I had to yell and scream for my wife to tell me what the heck XYZ meant because she's an accountant. I don't speak that language. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, I, that's where the states need to come in. They know how their states operate better than, than the Fed does. You know, what, you know, you guys know this. What works in the Midwest isn't going to work on the East or West Coast. Sure. And vice versa. So yep. you put it in the states, you put it in your localities' hands. Nebraska, Governor Rickus has decided to kind of keep right where we're at, not close any more businesses down, which I understand, like their economic concerns. Um, but you know, ninety percent of our state's population is in a forty-five mile radius. You know, it's what works in western Nebraska is not going to work in eastern Nebraska. So sure. um, I, don't know, I guess we'll see. I'm hoping they can they can speed this process up, and we're not sitting here with, you know, holding the bag which is my fear. You know, it's, they said they're not going to verify data, which is correct. They shouldn't because that's going to take way too long to, uh, to send out money. If they verify data, it'll be done afterwards. And I'm sure we'll all hear horror stories nine months from now or a year from now about how some business lied and screwed over, screwed the, the government and they're going to get shamed. But right now just send out the checks, you know, deal with the consequences. You know, honestly, if we get through this, this could be a great financial thing for small business in the United States. If we're able to consolidate our debts and payroll expenses, getting credits back allows us to get uh, longer terms on loans, which again, SBA loans are going up to 30 years. Traditional business loans, five or six. Hmm. Even if you did a, you know, a 5% fifth, you know, uh, a five-year amortization schedule on a 15-year loan for, say, $300,000, $2,400, the average business right now is paying 14000 so, I mean, you could save literally a lot of money in operational expenses. And, and so I guess we'll see. I, I know I'm usually a hopeful guy. When it comes to the government, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, if, if it comes, I'll be surprised. 
happily surprised. But I'm going to plan on operating my best I can without them. So I've gone through private equity. I've you know, messaged my investors. I filled out every loan application you can possibly fill out. Um, deferred everything I could, and you know that's all we knew is just roll with the punches. Right. right. You you mentioned earlier that uh, you're kind of trying to be the business owner that you wish you were ten years ago, and yep. it seems like you have this "it is what it is" mentality now. So is that part of what you didn't have ten years ago, also, or have you always been that way? Uh, no, I, I think that the, sh- the the crap I've gone over the last fifteen years of my life have you know it's call it faith, call it what you want, um, has prepared me for this. And that's why my, 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 my regional manager is one of my business partners on my uh, wholesale company. He's like, you're so calm. Your demeanor is so calm. And I think I use this analogy a few other places. I go, well, one, it's like when you're a kid. You guys have brothers or sisters? I have sisters, two sisters. Okay. Yeah. It's like you're playing outside and one of your siblings broke out your parents' front window. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, you know it's about to hit the fan. Uh-huh. But you didn't do it. You kind of want to watch, but you kind of don't. But you still know you didn't do it. That's kind of how I feel right now. My brother just knocked out the front window, and he's about to get his A kicked by my dad. <laughs> but I get to watch, but it's still not my fault. And so that's kind of how I feel right now. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, it, it's, it's, I think part of the podcast has been so much fun on Now or Never between all the forums. I mean, last 28 days, we had over 200,000 minutes watched just on YouTube alone. Wow. Very nice. And that was, I, you know, Chad had to show me how to look that up on YouTube creators because <laughs> I, I didn't know. Um, you know, we went from, we, we've been getting 1,000 members a month for the last, like, four months in a row. Um, just started. I've got some access to really cool guests, and Chad's a hell of a videographer, so the stories he tells your video makes me look good, but mm. that was my mission. I said, let's not monetize it. I'm not looking for paid speaking engagements, but I've been doing all these speaking engagements for the last five or six, seven years. And I just never put it on video or audio because I don't know. I just didn't care. But now all of a sudden I got into listening to podcasts because I, um, I don't listen to the radio. Nobody on the game he does. Um, and podcasts are awesome because I you know when I'm driving store to store. That's why I want to like educate myself all the time. And so I'm like, well, if I'm listening to these things, I should have my own. Mm-hmm. And according to my wife, I love to hear myself talk, which is probably true. You know, so I, a lot of it's just because I guess maybe I learned lessons. And so like, like with this whole process, like I've been through a bankruptcy. It was horrible, you know, and I paid it all back and we did all that. And it, that's a whole other story for another day. Business stuff, 2009 killed me. Ex-wife, money, places all over the, long story short, I spent seven years in that process. And so now if shit hits the fan. I'm not scared. I guess that took away the fear. Like I said, what you call that, call it God, call it um, fate, call it, you know, the reasons why things happen in your life to prepare, prepare you for something else. Maybe that's why it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And I've started over twice financially in my life. You know, my last 23, I made my first six figure income right out of college. Hmm. And I was an idiot. I mean, full blown moron. I mean, so I preach to my staff all the time in the nicest way. I'm like, listen, you're driving a newer car than I am. Like, yeah, you're 22. <laughs> you don't know. Stop. Or, you know, like they're, they're, they're walking around with the $7 Starbucks Frappuccino Foma Latte or whatever the heck they call them. I'm like, really? Where'd you, where's yours? Keurig. Home. <laughs> Thank you. It's on sale. Right. Yeah. I mean, just that kind of stuff. And that's why I said this is an opportunity for that younger generation to kind of adapt and change their, their standards, I should say. So I guess a lot of those things have prepared me for, to be where I'm at, and so I kind of know what to go through. That's why I'm calm, and if I can put that through on the podcast, which I've done before, like 
had so many kids. I'm like, I want to start my own business, but banks are telling me to shove it because I'm 24 and I have bad credit. And I'm like, right, bro, I'm 39 and I have bad credit. We're on the same team. So, uh, you know, let, let me help you out. Here's what I would do. Here's the avenues you can use. Here's the different places you can go. Lease negotiations, all the stuff you don't know if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. And there's no manual for it. Um, so, you know, this is the manual. It's just online. And like, here's how you do a lease negotiation. Here's how you apply for financing. If that doesn't work, here's the government financing. If that doesn't work, go to venture capitalists or uh, angel investors. Here's how I'd position a business plan. Here's how a 24-month projection works. And so I, every one of my franchisees has ever gone to the bank, I write the business plan for them. I do the 24-month projections for them, the cash flow projections, all of it because I'm good at it. I've done it 100 times, and I know what the bank's looking for. But when I have a franchisee come into play, my job isn't just to teach them how to sell supplements. My job is to teach them how to run a business, to become a businessman or woman, and that's from every aspect. And so it, it literally is a turnkey process. And so that's basically what I'm doing with the podcast is I'm just teaching everyone the full turnkey process. And you know, I, I believe in good karma. Like I had one guy like, you could sell this as a book. You could, you know, make this a program they have to buy into. I'm like, yeah, you know, when I was that age, I wouldn't have paid anything. <laughs> I and I go, I believe in good karma, I guess. You know, I mean, it, it's um, I can show everyone how to do it. Will everyone do it now? Because it's work. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people want this. They want the, the success, the glamour they see, but they don't want the 85 hour work week I put in every week, you know, but. I also am this type of mentality that I like to work. So in my wife always used to say there's 28 hours in a day, the extra four I'd be working. I wouldn't be at home. So it's absolutely true. Mm. Uh, that's just me. Um, but, you know, just I guess it's my greatest way of paying it forward. You know, it's you ever been in a line, you know, where somebody bought your food for you ahead of time or bought your coffee or bought your pop mm. and you pay for the next guy and the next guy is always thinking it's so cool. This is my way of doing that. Uh, to to small business because I it, it's I I I went I did the suit route I made a lot of money but I was miserable and then I spent so much money I bought a new car every year for six years from twenty three to twenty nine and just kept rolling debt next thing you know I've got this busted Ford Sport Track truck owed like thirty eight grand brand new they're twenty four if that tells you anything <laughs> um, so I paid that damn thing off for six years the wheels were falling off by the time that ended I was like I'm done <laughs> never again and I guess maybe it's because I did straight stupid I maybe help can help prevent other people from doing stupid um, and that's my mission I guess at this point and I keep it real I'm not as polished as a Tony Robbins I also don't swear as often as an Andy Frisella uh-huh. I'm not East Coast like Gary V. Um, and I guess maybe the reason I'm like, there's just nobody from the Midwest really doing this that people can relate to, you know, even if I won the mega millions tomorrow, my life doesn't change. You will not see me driving a Maserati because I have six kids mm-hmm. and I have three dogs. They'll destroy it. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see me buy a new couch. My couches I own now are from Menards. An 11% mail-in rebate. Kid you not. Is that going to change? No. What you see here is what you get, and it's because I'm a family man. I just thought people could relate to what my wife and I represent um, a little bit better than somebody who lives in New York. What, what, like we said a minute ago, what happens in New York is not the same as, as St. Louis or Omaha or mm-hmm. you know Sioux Falls. It's it's just a completely different lifestyle and pace here. And you know, I, I think we have a lot of opportunity here in the Web West because our cost of living is lower. I think you can become a hell of an entrepreneur from right here in the Midwest. You, there's a lot of things that can be done here you can't do on the coast. And But I think there's a lot of pitfalls, too. Most of the banks are located in the coast. 
And so that's why I've always preached, you know, deal local and talk to a local guy who grew up here, who knows what the neighborhood is like. You know, I can't try to explain to some dude in uh, an office in New York about a loan for like 80 grand. And he thinks it's a scam because every business there is paying 30,000 a month in rent. And I'm like, and I'm complaining about 1900 a month on a retail spot, thinking I can get the guy down to 1400 you know, and these guys think I'm full of shit. I'm like, no, it's just, you know, it's just Nebraska. And they, they think everybody in Nebraska is wearing belt buckles and spurs and <laughs> fighting a horse to work. And I'm like, bro, I grew up on Tupac and, you know, Biggie Smalls. I don't know. I haven't listened to country in my life. Nothing against country. My business partner, he country kid. Good, good for him. Nah, I'm good. You know, um, so it's been fun to podcast. I mean, you guys, how long have you guys been doing your podcast now? How long have we been doing our podcast, Colt? A little over three years. Three years, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I mean, but all the value you guys give out for free, and that's awesome. And, you know, ours, like, we, we're, we're doing the audio. A lot of people do it on video. Like, I like it. I'm a video guy. Um, and so the YouTube, like, I had Seth Rochi on God, back in the beginning of February. He's a big bodybuilding star. And, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's like Tourette Syndrome meets uh, Duck Dynasty meets uh, somebody who lifted a shitload of weights. And but very real, um, and Ferozzi. And I, it was funny to me, like, we had the greatest podcast. I mean, that thing, and we were 10,000 views and on YouTube in a month, and which was a record for me in a single video. And, and, and I pronounced his name wrong, and I just got murdered online. <laughs> and my assistant, she just left, and my, my people, they're all freaking out. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I kept popping in there, and I'm like, yeah, I screwed up, whatever. Like, I, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, oh my god, and like watching some people's followings, I'm like, how do I get a following like that? You know, I'm like, God, you know. Um, but it's it's been fun, and, and the guests we have lined up for this year is already kind of fantastic. Now, obviously, this whole coronavirus changes the entire situation about who we can have on, and we had we had Joe Bentley, who's the owner of Project ADs from the UK, very good friend of mine, uh, multi international successful businessman. Um, he's going to fly in from Los Angeles and he's like, I got the sniffles. You keep your ass in LA. <laughs> Don't you bring that. No, you're, so we had to cancel him for this week. And Christina, she's a videographer. She's up from Sacramento. She was set to fly in for the podcast in two weeks. And like, ah, you just keep that shit right in Los Angeles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just to be on the safe side. And, and so it's been interesting. You know, I, I'm going to have one next week. I'm going to teleconference in kind of like I'm doing with you guys from a guy I met at the Olympia in September out in Vegas who buys our OPP protein popcorn company we started last year. But if you guys haven't had it yet, give me your address because it's addictive. I'm like, now I'm like a drug dealer. First taste is free after that. It costs money. Um, but it's a fat-free, high-protein popcorn that you wouldn't know is healthy if I didn't tell you. But we, we had a booth at the Mr. Olympia Convention, about 100,000 people. And, but these guys own a gym out in, uh, a couple of gyms out in Australia. So we send next thing they're buying it from us and we're selling international and, and we're completely getting our asses kicked on it because it costs me more in freight than I make by like ten times. It was just really cool to tell everybody we're international. We did it completely for bravado, which is awesome. And I haven't heard from the guy and I know that they got locked down for six months. Oh wow! Um, so he's gonna pop on Ziggy's his name. He's gonna pop on and do a podcast with me just like because I think this is a great chance. Like you brought up earlier, like the international community, like we're all kind of in the same boat. And this could bring a lot of people together because we're all like, you know, one, screw our governments. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> we all just want to be healthy. We all just want real information. We all want this over with. This is scary as hell. Um, and uh, is, he's going to pop on, let me know how the gyms are all shut down there, what he's doing. That's his whole source of income. And mm-hmm. I think the podcast getting to that international level for me is super cool. Um, but, you know, 
on another note, like it was somebody else from the UK who I messaged back and forth with to buy stuff from us. He goes, isn't this proof that if the zombie apocalypse ever happened, that we are totally unprepared? Of course, your mind would go there. But yes, I believe you are 100% correct. So uh-huh. I, I, I can't watch any more Walking Dead episodes because it's freaking <laughs> me. I agree. I've I've been saying all this time that this is probably a dress rehearsal for something a, a big cataclysm, something like you know for real that really starts. You see people dropping like flies, and and we're doomed. We're, there's no way we're prepared for that. There's no way that that's gonna as if it would end up good, I guess. But we are just so unprepared. Oh, I agree. And yeah. it's 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 funny to me that you know. Um, I guess some of my younger employees are like, what are you doing? They're all freaking out. I'm like, I'm good. I got security cameras at my house. I got security entrance. I, I'm a firm believer in my Second Amendment rights to bear arms. Mm-hmm. I, I have alcohol. And they're all laughing at me. They go, what? And I was just me being a smart ass. And I go, listen, I got plenty of ammo. I got plenty of alcohol. And I got a lot of prescription drugs. I'll be the mayor of Omaha in 90 days. <laughs> you know, and they'll start laughing. I go, what's the three things that you need? I mean, it's someone to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, which, I mean, technically is a disinfectant. I said, and then I, every prescription, like this is one of those things where I say, throw your prescriptions, and I'm probably getting shit for this, but I don't care. Um, I don't, because what if you can't go someplace, and your kid gets an infection, gets a cut, whatever. I have amoxicillin, I have clindamycin, doxycycline, whatever. I, I've kept all my prescriptions because, I mean, shit, it's the fan. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to penicillin. What am I going to do? Wow. So it's, you know. Um, just those kind of things, just preparedness kind of stuff. You start, I mean, all the a holes that went out and bought twenty eight thousand rolls of toilet paper, and once they did the math, they had enough, you know, butt wipe to last like seven years. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and I'm like, one, why weren't you wiping your butt that good before? That's a personal conversation <laughs> you should have. Um, and uh, and it's cool, but it, it's um, I will say this though, on, on a totally off topic, but if you guys saw that some guy in Tennessee bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, went around the whole state for two weeks and then Amazon banned him from selling it. So did eBay. Good for you. Profiteering off this shit. You can 100% kiss my ass. Absolutely. I mean, it's like right now, like somebody else like you could really raise your membership in your gym since it's private access and you're one of the few gyms still open. I go, no, I mean, it got suggested a lot. You could charge a hundred bucks. No, like I, I'm no, I'm not. Like I'm not adding too many more members in anyways. I want to make sure the ratio stays small and it's clean. And my existing members who've been supporting me for three years have their access. I'm not going to profiteer off the situation. And you know, people will definitely support local now. You could raise your prices on some of your supplements. No, no, good God, I'm going to give away more free shit for people in need than I'm planning on making an extra money. It's just, I think this is when people's true colors shine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's. I know we'll, we'll see. Like you know, with my kids. I think it's the one thing. All these. Sh- I'm, I'm, I'm sure the schools are shut down there too. Um, yeah. Here yep. they're, they're shut down for the, they're done for the year. Mm-hmm. And they keep like not um, publicizing it. Like we all know. I ran into a school board member one of the school districts here, and there's like seven school districts here. So they're like, well, yeah, we're still playing it by ear. I go, can you just tell all the parents it's closed? Right. He's like, what? I go, do you even have kids? He's like, well, mine are graduated. I go, okay. If you had a bunch of middle schoolers and grade schoolers and you couldn't quite figure out how to do daycare or if you should hire someone to stay at home and your a-hole school board member kept telling you every two weeks so you can't even do anything, you're just not sure what the hell to do, oh, I'm like, bro, if I'm the smartest person in the room, we are all screwed. So please just cancel school so parents can make a plan. Right. That's just it. As a parent, like – the reason everyone's so freaked out right now is because we're we're not sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the things that we can control, let's just go ahead and control those and say school's out for the year. Just plan on like a five month summer long break. Okay, cool. Now I can. There's a lot of college kids that are out of school, looking to make money. 
they can now babysit while they're e-learning. From there's a lot of solutions here, but this whole we're playing it by ear and let's have a news conference every six minutes. Like let's not. Right. Right. You yeah. Know, we're just feeding in the system, and I think that's part of it. Um, but yeah, like the schools here, my kids are learning more right now from watching us as business owners, as parents, as as workers in very realistic. Uh, right now, real-world issues than they're ever going to learn in school in our very outdated education system. Yeah, you know, I actually, I, I feel very, I feel kind of bad. One of the guidance counselors called me from one of my kids' schools. It was on Tuesday. Like, hey, we're doing this e-learning thing. Like, they didn't sign this document. Like, we're making sure they've accessed the internet. And I go, it's ten thirty. He's like, Tuesday morning. He goes, I go, appreciate you, sir. Email my kids. Well, they didn't respond yet. I go, well, it sounds like they're going to fail. He's like, well, you know, I'm not saying that. I go, well, I'm telling you right now, this is this is put up or shut up time. My kids need to take personal responsibility. If they have an email account and they have to work from home, just like a lot of adults do, then they need to get their shit done. And you need to stop calling me about it because mm-hmm. I have a job where I'm actually trying to keep people's paychecks going right here. And I don't want you to call me again. Can you put a note in the computer to never call me even one more time? Well, if your kids don't get their work done, they go, then they fail. They'll learn when they have to redo the grade next year. He goes, are you serious? I go, 100% serious. Please quit coddling our damn children. I don't, I, they don't, my kids don't need it. Mm. They take personal responsibility, just like every adult that has to work from home right now. Or every college kid that got told that the rest of his classes are online for the semester, my kids can learn that at 14 and 12 years old. They're perfectly capable. Just like every adult right now, if they're working from home, yeah, you don't have to get out your PJs, which is awesome, but you still got to get your shit done if you want to get a check, right? Well, let's just go ahead and do that. And if that's... And that's kind of where we're at right now. My kids are learning. Like we tell them every night that they're asked, like, what happened today? I'm like, hey, we don't let a few part-time people go. Here's where we're at. I'm very real with my kids. Not to scare them, just to let them know that, you know, like, there are things in this world that, A, we can't control. And, B, you have to work hard. And, 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 and C, like, you know, be very appreciative for what you have. Uh, my 14-year-old came in my room last night. And he's like, yeah, they're changing our e-learning day to Mondays. And he looked kind of annoyed, which is... One, never two, your dad, you get to know this. Don't ever tell your dad you're bored or that you're you're being put out by somebody else because you're 14. You don't get a vote. This is a dictatorship until you're 19. Uh-huh. Or you pay your own bills. Whichever one comes first, I welcome both of them. And and he said, like, Well, yeah, it's, it's really inconvenient to get up on Monday morning. I go, Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna go get a beer and I'll be right back. <laughs> and um, I'm like, listen, like you are should be grateful. There are some kids in your school whose parents both lost their jobs. You may not have internet in a month. We're now figuring out how they're going to eat in two weeks, and you're sitting there bitch pissing and moaning because you have to get up on Monday morning at seven forty five to e learn from your bedroom. While eating Doritos and slamming a Mountain Dew, he's like, "Well, it's just terribly." And I go, "I'm you're about you're about to get sprawled on the ground, kid." Mm-hmm. I go, "Have some perspective." And I I've talked to him about ten minutes. I'm like, "Here's what I've had to do the last three days. Here's what I'm seeing with employees. Here's what I'm seeing with people not being able to, you know, scared about keeping the roof over their kids' head." And immediately he seems switch. He apologized. He goes, "You're right. I'm being an ass." I go, "Yes, you are." And but I think right now our kids, if we as parents can be very real with them without scaring them. I said, this, this could be the greatest learning lesson for that generation up to the 20 year olds right now that we've seen mm-hmm. or ever. We'll see, honestly, hopefully again, I hope this never happens again. Right. As long as the um, parents are enforcing that though, and not oh, just yeah. letting them do their own thing. Uh, you know, and that's just it. I'm, I'm letting my kids, you know, I told them, like, if you guys fail, that's on you. Like I'm here to help you. You have to ask for help. I'm not going to bug you. That's your job. If you want to sit here and play video games all day and not do your shit, that's cool. The second you don't get the grades and don't do your end of the job, goes by video games. Go there goes the cell phone. 
there he goes, I will turn a breaker off to your room. You won't even have power. I'll do it. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm a very realistic parent. I have an air horn at my house because I don't want to walk up the stairs to get all my kids. So they have three chances to get downstairs in the morning. I blow the air horn and it's loud. <laughs> it's real bad. Nice. And if they don't get up, then I'll go in your room and blow it. Um, and, but, you know, I think that's just us. I guess maybe I'm, I, I, I'm very grateful for the upbringing I had. We had a farm and, I, you know, I physical labor. Like I just, you know, I'm, I knew exactly at that point in time what I didn't want to do for a living. That's for damn sure. Mm. But I took a great appreciation for that kind of work. Um, and, you know, like it's if your only job is to sit in front of a computer and, and get up in the morning, like, hey, you should do that shit. Right. You know, um, I right now have to get out in between three companies and work from 430 in the morning until usually around 1030, 11 o'clock at night, pretty much every day. And right now, getting to be home a little bit more just because I can't go in the gyms. I can't be an owner in my gyms right now because of the the legality of it. Um, I'm actually at home. And I don't know if my kids are liking that so much because I, I don't sit still. I don't do time off. I'm like, well, what can we do? Let's work. Let's get something done. Let's clean up the yard. My wife's like, three years of this house. We're just now going to clean up the yard. I'm like, hey, it happened eventually. Right. You know, I mean, they call our neighbors call us the Griswolds for a reason. So, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's, but it's, it'll be interesting. I mean, you guys have kids or no? Or yeah, I've got two at home. Oh. Yeah, and, I do uh, not. We're working, <clears throat> we're working on things, trying to acclimate to you know this environment. Being at home, um, they are yeah. getting uh, some homeschool you know opportunities right now, and I think that's going to grow the school systems. Kind of trying to get adjusted as well because they, I think, you know, from. You know, of course, the teachers and even the, their respective principals aren't the ones who are really making the calls. You're going up to, you know, the superintendents and then on up from there, um, however that works. And so uh, they're, everybody's just kind of given that, that oh, let's wait two more weeks, let's wait two more weeks. And at this point, we're like you. Let's just like, let's get this over with, put out the curriculum. Let's just call this year off. This was nobody's yeah. fault. We're not going to, you know, blame you. You don't blame us. Let's just see what we can do, and then we can finally settle our kids down and say, hey, this is what we're doing. But they did give us some online curriculum curriculum to use so that yeah. uh, th- th- there was no, at least not as much stagnation in the meantime. So that's been a little bit helpful. You know, my first grader, yeah, his teacher, uh, Maureen, she was great. She sent us a lot of emails, a lot of links for e-learning stuff for them because they're first grade. The middle schoolers are already in the e-learning system anyways they have laptops they do all that crap they have right. to do zoom meetings and all that and it's really cool to zoom and and uh remember microsoft teams uh they're doing that stuff for free which is awesome even my church is doing that like we we have our church group we have zoom which is cool yeah and skype and all those kind of things and it's um so they're kind of already living in that world anyways but it was one of them they had to, like my one daughter was like we have to read these books we had to pick out one of these books i go they just want a book report she's like yeah I go, okay so i read all the titles i'm like Books all suck. And do you want any of them? She's like, oh, I'll tell you what. Like, she has to read two of them. Is what it was. So I go, you pick one, and I'm going to give you one I want you to read. She's like, oh god. I'm like, yep. So get me involved. I'm getting involved. And so I gave her Crushing It by Gary V. Nice. Um, which I bought like ten copies for my staff last year. She's like, what's this? I go, probably the best book in that list of twelve they gave you. Because you know, this is what you want to do. This is the society you're going to live in over the next ten to fifteen years. And you want to be self-employed. You want to be a business owner. You want to be like your dad. Whatever. Read that book. Mm. It's a lot of, I mean, if you guys read the book yet, but he goes through a lot of basics, but it's a lot of storytelling of 
people's success stories using social media to build their brands, whether it be YouTube, whether it be TikTok, Musical.ly, whatever the heck it's called now. Right. Um, that's the only thing I don't do. I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm not. I don't care. Um, LinkedIn and, and Facebook and all those kind of forums. I'm like, you know, this is the world that they're literally living in now. They're doing everything via the computer and the phone. And so, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, and the school's never going to make them pick that book up. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, let's take a little bit of the past and a little bit of today and some real world education. The same stuff I do. I'm trying to treat my kids in the same way I look at my staff and that aspect, like how can I make them better, more successful for tomorrow? Where I think a lot of times at school, I mean, I'm, I'm like a lot of you, maybe you guys are probably a better parent than I am, but I, I just kind of like the teacher's doing their thing, whatever. And, and, and now I'm able to be a little more involved. I'm like, no, that's kind of bullshit. Like, let's try this book. Let's try this. That, I mean, like right now, my kids, like my, my 14 year old son can probably program these computer things better than I can. I guarantee it actually. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, and we're like, well, their communication skills. I'm like, ah, communication's changed for them popping on a zoom or a Skype meeting for school. It's kind of par for the course in some ways. That's the new norm. us. For us, it's a little bit more of an adjustment, honestly. Right. I mean, they had to show me they sh- they're showing me things on my iPhone I didn't even know existed, and I've had iPhones for ten years. Why? Because they probably watched the YouTube video on how to use the damn thing, and I didn't read the manual. So, yes. like, you know, I mean, kind of cool actually. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it, it's going to be an adapt. The next six weeks will be eight weeks will be very telling um, as to where all this goes. And and right now, I guess everyone just needs to have hope more than anything. Like I, I trust in my fellow people. I trust in the people around me. I trust in the other business owners. And there's enough. There's way more of us than there are government officials. And people need to remember that. Mm. And you know, the will of the people will always um, supersede what the lovely ladies and gentlemen in Washington do or do not decide to do, which is mostly do not decide to do anything. Right. So um but right nine hundred page bills that uh, <laughs> Oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of you know, like you talked about, which is a great, a great story for anyone who's wanting to do anything at any point in time. But especially right now, your, your business rose out of the ashes of the '08 housing market crash. I yep. think there's going to be a lot of things rise out of the ashes of coronavirus. Don't know what that means. Don't know what it is, but it always seems to be the case. I think though, on the level of business and also on the level of just personal, uh, uh, just everything about one's personal self that you know whether it's their integrity whether it's their strength of will whatever the case there's going to be some separation of the men and the boys through all this and some oh, separation agree. of the the women from the girls you know some separation from the teepee hoarders versus you know people who just you know <laughs> like me i go to shopping to get my normal vitamin c tabs that i always get and I, and then i go to stop and get my normal toilet paper and they're both wiped out it's like, really, yep. folks? I mean, I'm just doing my typical shopping here. I'm not trying to freak out, but you all are cramping my style. <laughs> so. well, it, was, it was just it, and it was just it's such a crazy just response to the situation. Like, it, it just was like no thought process in it at all. And I just, people like stockpiling toilet paper. Like, all right, listen, we go in lockdown like this. Do you still do grocery visits? Mm-hmm. Watch right. the news. I mean, I don't like the news for damn near anything, but I mean, it only went on lockdown and you still get to go to the grocery store. It's not like they're going to sit you at home if you leave this house, we'll shoot you tomorrow. I mean, it's, oh my God, right. you watch way too many movies. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like the Red Dawn. That's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. You know, we didn't get invaded. So, yeah, so tough enough. Really yeah, you know, well, that's just it. And, it. and it's, and it's, I guess for a lot of us, it, um, you know, like 08, 09, like it did, it led me to, to finally just take my passion that I always wanted mm-hmm. and, and make it a reality. And all this is going to do is just, um, 
recertify, I guess, invigorate my my desire to make sure I build an empire that, um, and that's always been the goal. I mean, without sounding arrogant, I want to build an empire that's um, that's um, stands the test of time. Absolutely, multi generational. You know, and that's that's been my focus for years. Anyways, is like even in my nutritional stores, like. It's easy for me us to go to sports supplements because it's easy, it's fun, it's trendy, it's what kids are popping on social media. But building a multi generational business where, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom, and dad, and the kids all shop in the same place, which has been my focus for the last three years. Um, and thank God it is because that's you know, creates these. Now GNC is one of my biggest competitor, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world uh, for my industry, and they closed twelve hundred stores the last twenty four months, um, literally in the U S. alone. Wow. And uh, this will be the nail in the coffin for that company. I mean, they're they're not going to make it. They're not going to meet their loan obligations. And you know, Vitamin Shops in bankruptcy three years, and they're closing a bunch of theirs. And Complete Nutrition completely closed. They're based out of Omaha, and like, and we're the last one standing. So, the, you know, the, the internet has changed the game in the last three years, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, this will be a very defining moment. This is either nail in the coffin, or this is the chance to change direction and reinvent yourself. Yeah. And for us, we were already kind of going in that direction, and now this doesn't. You know, I see a lot of people. <laughs> It's funny. I see a lot of people on, on these support groups being like, "Yeah, I'm learning my lesson. Didn't didn't from my web business." And I'm like, "That's what you took from this? No. Right now, relationships are what makes the difference. If you know the guy down the street that runs that restaurant, you bet your ass you see him at Little League, you see him at church, you see him at the grocery store. You're gonna go support John that runs that restaurant because you know him mm-hmm. and you have to see him. You're gonna see his face a month from now whether he's open or not." That relationship you have there is going to create dividends that cannot be measured with an ROI. Can't. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas some that are due with another website that looks a little cooler than the other website isn't create. There's nothing created there. I'm going hard in the pain on relationships. Yeah, I'm going to have the web platforms to support my retail businesses and my gyms and my my wholesale accounts. But I'm going to. I'm taking from this is we need to make sure that we stick true to our original principles that we are creating relationships. We're learning people's names. What do they do? Where do their kids live? Whatever, because that relationship is the reason why I'm still standing here, and a lot of my competitors are not. Mm. It's because they're like they know me, and and they know that I put my money where my mouth is. When shit got tight right now, I went and supported all these businesses um, that I possibly could. I'm pulling them up on social media. Like I know Brian who owns the Ice House Sports Bar. I knew he was the manager before he bought the business. I know the old owner of the building who also shares my stuff. Like I've been there for eight years. So you bet your ass I went down there and I, you know, and I got a lot of kids. So my order is always big. I, mean, I got a lot of people to feed and I popped them on social media, supporting Brian. I mean, my kids are loving it because they're actually getting to eat out more now than we do usually because I'm a budget Nazi. And, and I'm like, nope, we got to support Brian. We got to support China Walk. They're right in my same plaza. We got to support, you know, Gandolfo's. I know those guys. And all of a sudden, like, I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get so fat <laughs> during because I keep eating out all this food. But. I want to support these guys. And I think that, you know, it's the lessons you learn from this. And it's, you know, the web platforms are nice, but I'm going to go double down on relationships. Mm-hmm. I think right now, you guys will know that. You know the people that you're going to see at Little League here in four months mm-hmm. if we do a little baseball season or next year's uh, flag football season for the kids. And where I'm going to see at church when we're allowed to actually congregate together. And I don't want to look at anybody in that, in, in that congregation. I don't want to look at anybody I'm going to run into in the grocery store and be like, yeah, sorry, bro. I bought it from Amazon instead of supporting your kids, because I don't want to look at me in the face like that. Yeah, and I don't want to have that on my conscience because just because I'm too lazy to pick up a phone, because um, that's what it comes down to. I'm starting the 12 calories of dialing my number really puts you under, yeah. <laughs> versus you know, popping on an app and ordering with your voice. Right. Uh, 
I think there's a lot to be said for both, and I'm not against technology. I think that the two should meet combined, but that's the lesson I'm taking from this. And I think that's a lesson a lot of people need to take is, like, you know, do you know their, your customers' names? Do you know, I mean, do you know your neighbors? Do you know, like, if shit hit the fan, can you walk down the street, down five, six houses in a row, can you know who the people are living there? My wife and I realized that we don't. You know, we don't know near enough of our neighbors right now to see if they're okay. And that's something that we definitely desperately want to do is um, make sure that we, you know, do we know all our neighbors? I don't. You know, right now, your little collective around you is is your support group. Mm-hmm. You all face the same problems and um, just lessons learned. I take a positive note out of it. And, you know, I'm glad that I talk a shit ton. And I talk to everybody. And my family calls me senator all the time because I'm always like, I can't go in a grocery store or a gas station for two minutes. It ain't going to happen. I know somebody. Yeah. And I'm glad I am that way. And I think I should do it even more, which is going to drive my wife insane. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm going to do it anyways. Well, prayers, um, prayers for the wife. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, she's, she's like, listen, the baby's going to wake up. Just please make it quick. I'm like, uh-huh. quick as in five minutes or kind of quick as in ten. Yes. She's like, two. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. So, um, but you know, that's, I think right now, that's the lesson, the biggest lesson I've taken is double down on relationships because people are the only thing that matters. Well, I was, Tim, I was going to ask you what, what makes your business stand out versus businesses like GNC. I think you've already hit the nail on the head right there with relationships. I think that's huge. Is there anything else that really sticks out in your mind of of why? My my people, my people, I, I invest in my people. As an owner, I can make a lot more money if I didn't pay such decent wages to my staff. I really could. I know I pay. I bet you I pay starting out fifty percent more than GNC pays their managers. Wow. Which is is I'm I'm not a big company and I'm definitely not rich. I can tell you that. I, mean, I wish I was rich, but I'm not. Um, someday. Um, but you know, I, I know that the only asset that matters is people, and that and their ability to create those relationships. And I know there's only one of me. You can follow me on social media, and I'm getting thousands and tens of thousands of followers and everything. That's great, and that may get your butt in the door. But if the guy or gal behind the counter doesn't embody my morals and values and isn't a good person too, it's all for naught. Mm. And I think that's what we saw a lot of my competitors is they would pay the cheapest person possible. And you pay minimum wage, you get a minimum wage work ethic. And I've got the greatest staff ever. And they're not in staff. Like you can ask some of my partners in my companies, like Rexy is like, I, I may own a larger percentage than my business partner. And nobody would know that if I didn't tell you. Because I've never treated him like an employee. He's my partner. Like the guy's been with me for ten years, and and I don't even know where he's at. His name's Shane. Shane's the best. He's the most complimentary person on the planet. And we always like, where's Shane at? Shane's doing Shane things and Shane time. And that's what we say. And they're like, what's that mean? I go, I don't know where he's at. I don't know what he's doing. I never know. Have a clue how many hours he actually works. Um, I just know that shit gets done. The man will be there at midnight sometimes, 3 o'clock in the morning, 5 a.m. It's middle of the afternoon. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. It doesn't matter. I trust because that's, that's what you do when you have people around you that you know. Like, I've got a team. I've got the dream team. I feel like this is like the 90s, and I got, you know, Magic Johnson and, and Michael Jordan and, and Larry Bird all in the same squad. I'm like, let's go because nice. I know that nobody else can hold a candle to my team. They're all trainers. They're all certified. Some are nutritionists. They they like the gig. I'm not a ball buster and I don't micromanage. And I don't like I bring people in for the, I'm not trying to clone me. I'm like, don't be me. Be the best version of you. And they all know that. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, you you need to create your own social media. You need to have your own following. You need to become an intangible asset to the business. And I do this with part timers too. I'm like, you guys need to be you. Don't be another me. Be you. And and I think because I've embodied that so much, I don't make them wear stupid uniforms. 
You're never going to walk in and see everyone in the company polo and, and the little khaki shorts with the little lines. I hate that crap. Um, I am 100% customer service driven. That is it. I don't, and everyone else that ever come to work for me from any other company, whether that be, you know, Complete or GNC or uh, NutriShop or any of these other companies, not against those companies or anything. And, I, and it's like, I, they're like, well, how many multivitamins do I need to sell? As many as customers want to buy. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have PMs. I don't have commission rates. Nobody gets paid commission. Your only job is to make sure that customer is happy enough to come back a second and third time. Hmm. Repeat business is the only factor that I give a shit about. If they want to come buy a bar, a single bar that I make a quarter on every day, I'm appreciative of the quarter. Bigger companies will chew your ass because your average ticket dropped and your number of items per ticket drops or your ratios, and I don't care about any of that shit. I'm not even looking at it. I mean, I look at it. I just don't tell my staff about it. I mean, I can see the numbers. When customer service is done correctly, everything else falls in line. If you look out for people's benefit more than you do your check, in the end, good karma, good customer service will win because I'm not worried about losing them to a competitor. I did this ratio search for about two years straight, and I haven't done it now. I don't have to. But my customer retention rate was over 93%. Nobody else in my field is even above 50. I smoke them across the board. And, I mean, they're not even remotely close. When everyone else is closing stores, I opened six new ones in the last eight months before this craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't magical. I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not. They're franchisees. It, it's, 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 it's us opening some. It's literally because the model is so sound just because I, I don't. I don't. I charge the lowest royalty in the nation in my industry by a shitload. I, show the, I, I actually lowered my franchise fee 40% last year because I could afford to, which drove my board of directors insane. <laughs> Usually you get to a certain level of success, you charge more. Uh-huh. I'm exactly the opposite. I know I'm weird, but I, whatever. Like I dropped it. I went from 25000 to fifteen, And they're like, that's insane. I'm like, well, I'm not hiring. I do this all in-house. And if you owe more than one, it drops by another 75%. Like, why I go? Because I want a happy family guy who likes me, whose wife likes me, or husband, or whatever, and kids, and mm-hmm. they're successful for 30 years, who passes the business on to his kids. And, and that's what I'm looking for is, uh, is I'm more concerned about the legacy I leave than the kind of car I drive now. And I think if you take that kind of mentality, um, you'll win. Hmm. It's, it, I'm not worried about making some mansion payment. I don't have a vacation home. I don't own a lot of nice shit because, again, I have six kids and three dogs. And honestly, I'm, I'm more concerned with like how many people I can reach than I am about how much money's in my bank account. And that's why, like right now, I don't have some massive car payment to make because I don't have a massive car. <laughs> I get, you know, what I mean, I don't have something that I can't afford. I guess that's why maybe I'm calm right now too. But that's the big thing with Rexius that makes the difference is people. My staff, if somebody's talked badly about me, my staff would vehemently, firmly defend me. Not that it ever happens, but you know, it. it uh, they're family, and they all have been family to me, and they've all been to my house. Um, you know, they all make fun of me uniformly, like we're brothers and sisters. I don't act like a boss. We're our company motto is professionally unprofessional, and we live and eat and breathe that literally. And it's just in, you know, like they all say, like for me, like I'm the CEO, but they're all more scared of my wife than they are of me, anyway. Uh, which is nice. I'm like they'll say something I don't like, and I'm like oh, Brittany's gonna hate that. <laughs> oh, you know. I'm, and, and she makes you quit telling people that. I'm like, well, that's true. So but that's the thing of Rexius, I think. And Iron Heaven Gems is the same thing. It's family owned. Mm-hmm. And even amidst this crisis, people are like, your gyms are so clean. I'm like, well, yeah. I have to see you in three weeks. 
I want you to keep your membership. Right. I don't want you to get sick because I know your parents. I know your I know your kids. I know your brothers and your sisters. That's what you get from locally owned businesses. Mm-hmm. You accountability. You know, and that's the thing. Like we that's why our gyms have grown so well and so easy. You guys keep upgrading it and you don't charge yearly fees and you don't have contracts. I'm like, no, because I hate all that shit. And they're like, well, the machines are never broken. I'm like, my goal is to fix everything within 24 hours. Well, who fixes them? Me. <laughs> if I don't know how to do it, there's something called YouTube. It's pretty easy. I'm right. a farm kid. I can fix anything. For the most part, there ain't nothing little duct tape and little wire can't fix. So, <laughs> um, you know, but and that's that's with every company that, that, we've, that we've done. And I think that's why we've been successful is that you stick true to your principles. You don't get greedy. And, um, and, and that's, you know, when shit hits the fan right now is really a testament to what people's morals and values actually are. Mm-hmm. I know of a bigger gym chain. I think some of them are in, are in uh, Missouri. I know they're in Kansas. I know they're in Nebraska and Iowa. And the CEO is refusing to pay their PTO to all their staff. They have like 27, 28 gyms. Wow. And that's crazy. And, and okay. staff. And so some of their staff works for me on the weekends at my nutrition stores. And I'm like, you're telling me what? He goes, yeah, they won't pay his PTO. They put them on furlough. So they're not available for the same kind of benefits. They can't, they're just not paying their PTO. They're paid time off. I'm like, you just left all these people holding the bucket and the guys worth hundreds of millions. Yeah. You pay all the staff for a year. Wouldn't even notice. What kind of person are you? And I explain this to other people around it. The word's gotten around. I'm like, and I understand if you have a membership there, you're supporting that. Your dollar bill you, you spend on things every day is your voting ballot. It means you agree with how that CEO and how those people run that business. Mm. Screw two-year and four-year elections. What you do with your dollar is a reflection of where you actually stand. A lot of people, again, you see on social media... <laughs> They get on their soapbox and let me preach to you about my political theory bullshit. But then you go give your money to a business that's exactly the opposite of what you claim to be. Um, that's where you really stand. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we have a waiting list over 100 people deep for our gyms right now. That we're not letting in until this crisis is averted. Uh, just because people have seen how we operate. And have seen the true colors of a lot of these businesses who've talked to the trainers or people who work at other gyms and found out what the way we treat our people versus how they treat theirs. So each business, I mean, this is a reckoning, like you said before. This is uh, very determining. I think the businesses who have been doing it correctly with customers and employees will, in the end, become stronger out of this. And the businesses that weren't uh, won't survive. Yeah. So Because you're going to have less discretionary income in six weeks. You just will. We all will. Sure. So if you have 50 bucks instead of 100 you can only go out to eat once and not twice. You're going to pick the restaurants you like, the people that there that you like, the owner that you like. Um, you're not going to be as as uh, flamboyant with your cash, and that's going to be chosen by the businesses that took the time to get to know you, and give you good service for the entire time previously. So it's it's I I don't look this as a negative. I mean I'm not happy about it. I mean nobody is, but um, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to reaffirm what I believe in and and how to better accomplish that. Nice. Well, Tim, you are, in my opinion, you're a great ambassador, not just for a business model, but also for these times, these tough times. Uh, it's been awesome to, to hear you just wax on all of this stuff. I'm trying to soak as much in as possible. I know our listeners are going to as well, not just for business, just philosophy on life, man. It, it's just a great perspective. But before we do let you go, if you would, let everybody know about anything that you have to promote, to promote. Uh, where to find your podcast? Where to find you know your your supplies online? Anything you've got yeah. going on? Give us give us that and give us one more big promotional push so everybody out there knows where to find <laughs> you. 
Well, thank you so much for the kind words, too, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, if you go to timrexius.com, that's T-I-M-R-E-X-I-U-S.com, um, that'll give you links to all the social media platforms, the YouTube, the Spotify, the SoundCloud, the iTunes. Usually my videographer's here yelling at me for some other form I missed, I'm sure. LinkedIn, uh, I have a professional business page. I ran out of prof- uh, personal friends on Facebook, so it's Timothy D. Rexius. Instagram is Timothy D. Rexius. Um, I have multiple pages because I ran out of friend limits and and which I get made fun of a lot for. They're like, oh, Mr. Popular. Sorry, I have a lot of stuff. Now or Never is the podcast name, Timothy D. Rexius. I usually put both names so people can search for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the biggest thing is to be able to like and subscribe. If you got a pocket, I mean, that you guys know this. It changes the algorithm. You need to like, mm-hmm. and subscribe, and share it. Yeah. Um, you know, RexiusNutrition.com, R-E-X-I-U-S, Nutrition.com is the, is the store pages. Is all the locations that we have. Um, Iron Heaven Gyms, it's online as well. And if you're in Omaha, come get you want to want to sling and bang some weights, real weights too, kids, not those rubber ones. This thing, <laughs> dumbbells up. We go dumbbells up to 200 pounds. No, I can't lift them, but they look really cool. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we play real music too. There's no top 40 easy listening ABBA in my gym. Oh man! Um, if you're looking for Kenny G elevator music, you are in the wrong place. Um, even though that sweet sultry sax is is quite awesome. Anyways, uh, but that's that's our uh, VHI Fits, the other company. That's the OPP Protein Popcorn, VHIFit.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully uh, this gets all over. Make sure you guys send me your address. I'll give you guys uh, some free samples. But it just, you know, most of it goes through my own personal website. And uh, you know, if 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 you or somebody else you know that needs some motivation, that uh, wants to be a business owner, is or struggling, follow the podcast, message in. My assistant gets all the messages, and I literally respond to every one of them. I did 700 responses last week. Um, some of them had to get grouped together. Some was a copy and paste. If they're the same exact question, I, I try to personalize as much as I can. But you know, we will respond to everyone, especially right now. So if we can help, by all means, please. I, I if, if I want to make a million tomorrow, I'd probably give it all away to help people out right now. That's just how I am. So thank you so much for having me on, though, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Rexius. And uh, support local business. Support small Amen business. Amen to that. Absolutely. We're going to get through this. Thanks again, man. Yep. You bet. Thanks, guys. And we are out. Thanks again to Tim Rexius. And thank you, CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is like water to our parched mouths. So don't forget to tell your friends and fam about the great variety you hear right here on the CEP. Remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you consume all those podcasts that you love so that you can keep the variety coming straight to those waiting ear holes of yours with the automaticity. Also on that note, when you go to Apple Podcasts, it would help us immensely if you would give us a five-star rating while you are there to show your love for the CEP. And speaking of love, we love it when you give us all of your love on the socials. So please, give us your love on the socials. And be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And of course, if you need to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Also remember that we do have our official CEP merch at byjack.com. That's B-Y. J-A-C-K.com slash C-E-P. So get online and get your C-E-P gear today. Now that's all I've got, folks. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and warm out there. See ya.